This is the Kita Anime Podcast with Dido and KT Data for March 12th, 2013, episode 3 of the winter season. Anti-love attracts love. Hey Dito, do you know what time it is? Yes, KT. It's dangerous out there. Can't take this. Oh, so in this episode, we talk about a monoculture oat. The ever-elusive love letter shows up with some CPR, and even when you try to end a war differently, some blood has to be shed. All that and more, coming up. Well, I just pressed the record button, so you know what that means. The show begins right away. in three, two, one. It's time for the Kita Anime Podcast with Dito and KT Data. The Kita Anime Podcast is brought to you by Studio Upgrades Part 2. Don't Dito and I sound sexier? Hey everybody, welcome to the Kita Anime Podcast. I am KT Data. And this sexy voice is Dito. And this is the book club podcast thing, my bobber, so... If you guys Ish. have never seen this uh, episode of the Kita Anime Podcast before, the whole idea of this is we uh, pick a couple animes and we watch two episodes at a time and kind of discuss them. And, of course, joining me, as always, when we do this is Dito. Dito, how are you doing today, man? Uh, <laughs> should we really even get to that? We had just we had a nice little talk yesterday, though. Oh, yeah, we had an awesome talk. Oh, crap, what knob was that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so new upgrades and a lot of new knobs. Yeah, so if you guys have ever seen the Kita Anime podcast before, you know that um uh usually Dito I'm doesn't Dito looks really pixelated. He doesn't sound as clear as he uh is. Um luckily we've and got lag. Yeah, and there's lag and right now I don't think you're lagging that bad at all on there to be honest with you. Um but what what happened is I got New internet. We got a lot of new gear on there. I got a brand new mixer. So um, if the audio is a little wonky on this episode, please forgive me. I'm still trying to work out some of the kinks. We actually ran into some kinks right before the show, too, that I didn't expect. Um, yeah, a lot of kinks, actually. Yeah, but we managed to get it going. Um, but uh, so for all of you who've never seen this before, just don't don't stop us yet. Pause us right now and then go to ktdata.net. And look in the show notes, and we have links to all the animes that we were talking about, the specific episodes, too, might I add. And then we can go and then watch those, come back, and see what we have to say. And boy, do we have a lot to say, especially on this first anime right here. So let's just jump in. And our first anime is Psychopaths, and it's brought to you by Old Forums, bringing the world down one post at a time. All right, so in our last episode, we find out that um, Crane gets cloned, outside becomes dangerous, the web says, and Kagami becomes a lone wolf. (laughs) um, I just wanted to say this much, too, for the vague reference of Crag. All you people who ever watched the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 
It's the brain. Ah! <laughs> yeah, if, think if, about that. Remember, it's it's the dude that's like in an android body, and it's like with the brain in his stomach. Yeah, he's the one that tells Shredder to do all the crap. Now I remember. Now, now I know that references. I'm like, <laughs> you sound very confused when you read that. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Showed you that I actually read these before we do them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here here's what happened. We we find out that uh, Mak- Makishima Makishima. Um, he manages to escape, and so what he's what is he gonna do next? He knows the secret behind the civil system, um, and uh, Kagami, he's like or Kogami, not Kagami, that's the wrong enemy. Kogami, <laughs> he um, kind of runs away to become that lone wolf, so he can take care of uh, Makashima on there. So that's a cool helmet. Yeah, he he has a helmet and stuff. So this kind of episode's kind of setting up all this other stuff right here, and we find out that uh, um, there's about five days since of the riots and everything that all the censors around um, Tokyo. I didn't even notice this was Japan. I thought it was in a fictional world until now. Yay, <laughs> KT for no details. Um, we find out that uh, his pl- he's, he's going to have some kind of plan, and he has only five days to do it before the censors and everything can come back on. So. At this moment, a lot of people can go to a lot of places without getting scanned because they don't have any sensors up on there. Um, and uh, so we find out that in Japan, the reason why they can actually be an isolationist and kind of a little xenophobic from the rest of the world is because they actually have managed to genetically engineer a super crop. They don't have to rely on any other country to import any of their kind of stuff and then Dito, explain to people what this crop is. They call it super or hyper oats, sorry. And it's supposed to be able to essentially make from anything. Like, how to, best way to, is it, is a genified, <laughs> wow, I genified, I can really, genified, genified, <laughs> genetically modified maximum harvest efficiency is what they really refer to as. And that means, Everything is made from oats at this point. Yeah. Well, it's all... This This is... Okay. I'm going to say it. I say it in every episode. You know what I'm going to say if you guys listened to this episode before. Dito knows what I'm going to say. Again, this is another huge, huge, huge commentary on what is happening right now in real life on here. Because we pretty much have high fructose corn syrup in almost everything we eat. If it's processed, we probably have high fructose corn syrup in it. Um... So that's the equivalent of the hyper oats right there, and it's actually kind of going into this whole debate where people are like, "Oh, I don't want my, I want organic vegetables and stuff because I don't want this genetically modified things in the monoculture in there." And the 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 big flaw in these hyper oats is that it's only one strain of oats. So if they manage to find a disease or some kind of flaw in its genetic makeup and exploit it, all the oats would die, and there would be no food in Japan at all. They would have to kind of open up their borders a little bit more and get more people kind of impo- to come to trade with and bring in um, crops and everything from outside, which means they'd have to let refugees in. And then that just totally overturns the Sybil system because there will be these people that Sybil has not judged or been tested or anything like that running around Japan. And that's not the whole reason they made Sybil in the first place was to get rid of this problem. And so they could be isolated and live in this utopian world, right? The perfect world, but this is pretty much what Makimisha is trying to do. You know, is wanting to open 
open up Japan, you know, and get rid of the civil system because like we're just like we just said, once you have to start importing stuff, that means you have to create trade routes. You have to start breaking off and start talking to other countries for aid and then start creating more. Yeah, it's just more talking between everyone's self. And if they can't be scanned like Makinisha can, now what's not going to stop them from doing whatever they want? Exactly. Or more people can come in with helmets and cause more problems. And so it sounds like a huge nightmare for Sybil on there. And, uh, those helmets were supposed to be rectified in the next when they get all the censorship. Yeah, about in those five days still. But, you know, um, even if you get so many, you know, people can crowd. We've already seen it. The people in Japan have rioted against the system before. So imagine all these foreign people coming in. They could do the same thing on there. Um, but so, the internet told these people. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, the internet <laughs> told those people. But the, the thing that you actually find out that's crazy is the whole agriculture sector in Japan, it's automated. There's not even a person anywhere in the farmlands anymore. It's all done by machines. And there's, of course, they stupidly have one center that's in charge of the virus that is in, that they distribute to. It's kind of their version of pesticide is to make sure all these uh, hyper oats are healthy and everything. And uh, it looks like that might be Makashima's next target on there. Um, that actually, so we we were we were kind of talking about how the civil system is like this is this is the ultimate threat to the civil system because it could overthrow it entirely. And you know, if they do, um, all these brains and everything, it, it, it is uh, it was pretty much all for naught right there. Because remember, they don't have physical bodies anymore; they're just gray matter and yellow liquid being tossed around by machines and various other computer components. Yeah. So, um, on there. So that actually brings us to the second subject because Sybil is scared. Like I never thought I could, I would ever see say the words that uh, a computer could be scared. But in this case, I think Sybil is actually scared on there. So um, with uh, Ginoza, he's kind of breaking down already. He's he's almost going the same route as Kogami and his dad by turning into a latent criminal. Um, Sybil turns to Akane and kind of actually... Um, shows itself to Akane, which is kind of crazy. I thought they were going to kill her or something. I mean, uh, that, they just outright said, "Here, come to us." Yeah. And this and they explain and uh, Sybil explains what they are. What is the whole thing? And you know, for uh, Akane, you know, Akane's personality was just be able to accept everything, and she actually had a very hard time accepting that they're all like criminals they're all people who've committed horrible acts of inhumanity stuff and now they're the ones controlling everybody else yeah and uh what's really really interesting about this is we actually you know akane she's kind of been more uh, restrained and laid back until now uh she's been rough on kogami and but that's the only time we've ever kind of seen her break from her schooling and her training and everything and then this, we actually uh, see Akane bargaining with Sybil to if as, if he can catch uh, Makashima alive, um, Sybil has to uh, let Kugami live too. So it won't be on because right now there's a kill order on him because he's an escaped uh, enforcer on there, and uh, we actually kind of see it. And they're, they're, 
this I love this part because you can tell the whole separation between everything because Sybil's like, that doesn't make any sense at all. How does Makashima coming in alive relate to keeping Kogami alive at all? And you can just see this cold separation between the two. I'm like, oh, <laughs> on there. And, you know, Akana even like points his enforcer like right at her. And she's like, you can kill me now if you don't agree with this. And, um, you know, the, you have a pawn. All, all, all I got to say is the power of feelings. Feelings! <laughs> the feels! Feelings! Oh, feelings! The but the feels. funny part about this is, is that as Sybil being a supercomputer with like what? 200 plus minds working at the same time too. I feel that the all this collaboration minds that kind of melded together lost its ability to think of humanity. Yeah, like that that's that's even that's another thing. People when people talk about this online world, you know, everybody just be, starts becoming a number and not an actual living being, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um and how all that works right there. So, uh, Dito, you're just a number. I'm always just a number. Uh, usually it's my social security number. Uh, I already sold that on eBay. Eh? Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, here's something I haven't sold on eBay yet because this anime is already new. Is very new is uh, our next anime right here. Wow, that was a bad transition. <laughs> And our next anime is Orishura, and it's brought to you by... CPR. Now comes in various flavors. Ooh. <laughs> okay, in our last episode, Ates is an idiot, Chiwa's power is over 9,000, and Masuzu's throwing a pole out. Oh, yes, a new challenger appears. Ooh. <laughs> oh. So, here we go. It's like in our the new season. Or not even the new season. Um, we got introduced to four love letters. And it's the Japanese there. thing to do, Dito. Yeah, it's is like, love yeah. letters. Like most of us who've ever got a love letter in school itself, it's always been our desk. But it's always in shoe lockers. And it's a perfect place for this, too, because it's saying that we need to refresh our bonds together because I just remember about our love and just and Ace is like what? he's like I've been anti-love my entire life what bonds are we speaketh of yeah but the funny part is too is that the first time yeah okay whatever but the second time yeah and the funny thing is too the second time you know Masuzu comes up and kind of like says you're hiding something, aren't you? Oh. Even though you, it, the thing is, like, why does she care? She's just using him, right? Yeah, and here's what we come across too. So, like, they're sitting down on a bench and everything, and talking back and forth between this. And here comes a nice car. Look, yeah, a really looking expensive Benz-looking thing comes up and just goes, "Hi." So, this is where we get introduced to Anna. I guess we can say, yeah. Which happens to be Masuzu's sister, little sister. Ooh, Imoto. Yeah. So here, I just think this is funny though. It's like, it's Eita keeps on getting like, it's anti love. He is. He's always attracting all these girls. Isn't that it makes no sense? It, why? Well, it's that rule. Opposites attract, right? Anti love yeah. attracts love. But I have to remember too. This is a harem. The well, Tito, don't tell them that. They might not watch oh. now. Damn. 
spoiler. Spoiler alert, guys. Sorry. <laughs> oh, but um, it's also interesting because uh, we also learned that Masuzu doesn't know how to swim. No, she knows how to swim like a dead bird. That's kind of what happens when we throw Dito into water, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. I, uh, I, str- I struggle up like a little gremlin. Yeah. And then, and then we, we we find out, of course, the uh, pre-med student knows how to do CPR. By the way, all of you should learn how to do CPR. Yeah. It's a useful skill on there. Um, but he has to give her some mouth-to-mouth. Ooh, fan service, anyone? Eh? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, um, so there's always that, and then, you know, we start to see sparks again between uh, Chiwa and Masuzu, and the funny thing is, like, between these episodes, it's just gotten to the point where Masuzu and Chiwa, like, they both know that they kind of have feelings for uh, um, Ita, 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 um, on there, but... And they're kind of dueling it out. And Eita, he's, he's like, what? Here's the funny part, too. It's just like you're watching this last part of the episode. And it's just he's just trying to like go back and forth so they don't meet. And eventually mm-hmm. do. Just, and it's just like mm-hmm. going, dude, mm-hmm. you're boned. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I love how, you know, um, I love this anime. But there's just a fan service in it and i should have expected it by now because just by the intro that makes no sense to me on there but there's just a random sponge bath scene in there yeah right. chua just gets sick by the way give me a sponge bath he's just like eh? uh, uh, anyways like, um actually so speaking of these secret love letters that they does been getting ooh, love letters um we find out who it is and it, it turns out her name is Burning Prin Princess Past Life with Burning Fighting Fighter. And I just wanted to mention, Japan, what is with repeating the same thing over? You know, so does that mean that my name would be like, um, what would it be? It would be um, Digital KT, KT Data <laughs> or something. No. <laughs> KT, uh, that was just a topic that wasn't actually the first thing. It was just... Burning Prune Princess was the actual name. I know, but have you noticed that? Because they do Burning Fighting Fighter, too. I'm like, that just sounds a little redundant, Japan. You know, we get it that he's a fighter. You know, what do fighters do? They fight. And all that good stuff, you know? But they suffer from 8th grade syndrome. <laughs> it doesn't have to be original. Oh, come on. I, 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 I love how 8th grade uh, being a chinbo is uh, now, like, the top... It's like the um, fad that all these enemies were having now. Yeah. But at the same time, too, it's it's like all of us back then. You know, think of like when we were eighth grade. Back then? Or, okay. You know, yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we always had these wild imaginations, especially for people like me and KT, where we just think we're something else, you know? And like it's like real you, podcasters. You of, yeah, we, well, look what we became. <laughs> Bad example. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But no, I'm just thinking like all the like imaginations and all the like illusions I projected on myself as growing up and trying to just to be something I'm not. And and I, how embarrassing it is when you think about it. But now I don't care. It's like you can just 
laugh at this too, especially if you've had something a similar experience. I'm it's pretty sure like, everybody's had this kind of experience. You could go back and ask people, um, tell me one really embarrassing thing about you. Like, I'll tell you one thing. Um, when I we used to be a kid, I, I I used to love riding around the neighborhood on a bike. But when I'm riding the bike, I actually used to imagine myself, especially after I saw Independence Day, because that, <laughs> that's what an eight-year-old should see is Independence Day. Um, it's a good movie. Okay, it's not a good movie, but it's a fun movie to watch. Um, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, I'd actually ride around on my bike and pretend I was actually in a fighter jet and like launching missiles off into like different targets and stuff. And we'd actually have roundabouts or uh, cul-de-sacs in, in in our neighborhood. So when I'd go around those cul-de-sacs, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm going for like a dive bomb or like a." missile launch bag and like pulling out and stuff on there so hey i was like eight yeah i know that's uh, that's what i'm saying because i'm not i'm not laughing at the whole fact i'm just laughing (laughs) the fact alone you're going and shooting missiles i could just see you i could just see you doing it it's like going i would join you know and then you you know how like a lot of mountain bikes and stuff would have like um your gear shifters and everything on there i'd i'd pretend that would be like my uh joystick and like you know, pretend to be pressing buttons and stuff and all that. Shiny buttons are cool. I mean, come on, you know, you you've had to have some kind of experience like that too when you were a kid. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually had lots of those as a kid too. Usually involved my, I had a radio flyer wagon, and oh, I lit a red wagon. <laughs> I did. It's like <laughs> I had one of the original red uh, red flyers or radio flyers, and oh man, I couldn't tell you this how much crap I thought that was because you know. I grew up in the age where you really didn't have much to do besides go outside. You know, it's like TV is boring for the most part. It's, and the only time you ever watch it is for cartoons in the morning. Better believe it. What What is outside now, though? That's the funny thing is people uh, that, these days are just like that, that. That past the glass. and That's yeah. scary out there. It's like dark. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Blast. I don't got anything. <sighs> I was really hoping you would. I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to All right. That joke fail was brought to you. <laughs> Back to this. So we actually learn a little bit about uh, Masuzu's history, too, in this episode on here. And it, it kind of turns out that um, she's. We, we find out where Masuzu's from because obviously she doesn't look like everybody else. And she's from the land of Ikea. <laughs> your shelves one in flat pack pot boxes and uh allen wrenches yeah, you know where this is like the national tool <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually that is the national tooth of sweden yes um but but yeah and we we find out that her dad's living there and he does not approve that he uh, that she has uh shacked up with a well not shacked up but got together with a japanese boar Mm. A Japanese boar, not boy, boar, boar, on there. So, um, it's it's really good story, and we actually kind of see some more emotion other than pure malice from this lady, and that's actually part of the reason why I love Misuzu so much. Anyways, is because she's just so manipulative and everything, and I can just you know you see Ata every time she starts reading out of his journal. <laughs> 
on there. Uh, <laughs> Every time, no, it's like there's certain things about his journal that even makes me feel embarrassed for the kid. It really does. Like if you watch the whole part where he's talking about the like uh, his um four princesses or for what the the, exactly the five princesses and the voice actors. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the five and the voice actors. How you could just see the anime characters he's referring to. What's funny is that actually reminded me of a uh, Korewa Zombie no Desuka of the Dead <laughs> on there where where they'd have, always always have these guest voice actors do um. Uh, what's her name? Uh, um, um, I want. I want to say it's. I know the the previous. You, you, yeah. No, yeah, Illiquid. Illiquid. Yeah, yeah. So that that actually reminded me of that, and you you know I'm gonna call it right now. I have a feeling this kid, um, Ata, he just doesn't go to med. So there's two possible answers. One, they take the easy way, and he goes to, to med school. But I think that they might take the path where he says, "Screw this med school thing." I'm going to become a writer because like this would be actually be a pretty good like fiction book. Yeah. It's it's really hard to I'd say. I'd read it. Like, like the way this the way this is going, I'm not even sure if the hurt can even like finish the story of that. It's just kind of like, you know, and <laughs> he lives happily ever after with his harem. Yeah. Well, okay, so um and then the last thing I want to mention is to- the like the last 2 seconds of this episode, they mentioned that uh summer trip Dito, and can you guess what's going to happen if they have a summer trip i'm just uh, barbecue no <laughs> i mean you know you guys all know ready dito it's going to be and uh, beach episode <laughs> yep and there we have it everyone now our classic beach episode that we have almost an Every love comedy anime. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's all we have for Orishura. And let's just go on to this next one. (laughs) How can you really top? Beach episode! And our next anime is Mao, Mao Yu, Mao Yusha, and it's brought to you by Stretches and Calisthenics. Do it every day to get rid of the flat. (laughs) In the last episode, we learn of this magical fruit called the potato. We learn how to perform a parting ritual and why you need ghosts for security. Top knots right there. Is it a potato vegetable? Did I say fruit? Yes, you did. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's what's in the look at you. Uh, what, what, what is the equivalent of a Freudian slip? Um, a vegetable slip. I don't know. <laughs> a foodian slip. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we don't want people trying to say, like, oh, KT, you're an idiot. Actually, we kind of do, but... Hey, I'm an idiot, and I'm proud of it, all right? <laughs> oh, my. All right, so we actually this this is actually a pretty good series of episodes to kind of demonstrate what would happen if um, the Demon King and the Hero weren't taking this approach to kind of ending the war. And we kind of go to the Gateway City. That is the uh, 
city in the demon world that the humans kind of took over and it's the only one place where you can have a passage between the human world and the demon world on here and we also we find out that uh, what happens when just one side wins you go into that world and there's still demons and everything in Gateway City but they're almost second class they are second class citizens or not even citizens they're slaves in some sorts where the humans that are in that area they kind of just push and shove all the uh, demons in there and you know the same thing would happen when the if the demons took over the human world right there where and it's a good illustration because I know there's probably some people out there going like why don't they just go in and kill one side you know take over and that that'd be the easy way out of this anime but this whole anime is kind of trying to bring out the aspects of war and how there are alternative ways of ending a war and this is a good contrast between the between how the demon king and the hero are trying to do it and the traditional sense on it um I mean, here's the best way to explain this one too so when the hero goes and he's going to actually try to like not he didn't want to kill him because when he goes back he goes back to um uh demon king <laughs> god it's really hard just to say their names and and go with them because but i love it we can't mess up their names we but, can't yeah, mess up we can't mess up but when he goes back to uh, the demon king and talks about what he's planning on doing and he has he, with his destruction magic he could just end everything but he doesn't want to because there are normal people living there there are like people with like lies families children just you know and he doesn't want to so he's going to develop a new way to bring the city back if you will yeah cuz you you even see the humans like they they don't even have kind of a regard for their losses either they they try to go take over um, the island, and they lose two hundred warships and six thousand soldiers. And the the um, king of the southern region, he's like, that doesn't matter. We still got to charge attack, and it it was kind of his fault because he didn't plan for these attacks and everything. And that's what happens. Like the uh, old king of the north or or the, of the winter region died tra- protecting the, actual, the king of the south which is nuts on there um and you know again we, we we just see that how costly war can be and sometimes it just kind of actually brings us back a little bit into a psychopath where people it, it eventually just become numbers instead of like actual human lives with families and you know goals and ambitions and stuff out there but there is the best way like heroes plan so he goes into the gate town and starts creating havoc with all the with all his um like the fairies the the other demons and everything and starts just like scaring them scaring all the humans comes in his giant armor and everything pulls off his head running around and looks like he's slaying people but in reality it's just all illusions so and to top it off too he has them all give them nightmares like yeah. just psychologically like, just messes with them for it make, like makes them not want to stay in the gateway city at all it makes them you know want to go home and it keeps on it keeps repeating this process to the point where even the generals the leaders of the entire armies in gateway city the human leaders just like no we fear this guy we don't want to, we, we, we don't want we don't want to fight you know it's it's not worth it for us to be here still on there yeah. um so now we come into the demon king's plan 
Yeah, which so is we, 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 we've kind of been talking about how we're going to end this war without the traditional sense, but that doesn't mean that sacrifices still need to be made, that blood still needs to be shed for all this to happen. Like, it's not just going to be like, this, this is what I love so much about this anime is like, it's, they're like, this is not going to be just a happy, happily ever after kind of way to the war. There are concessions that both sides must make for this war to end in a, in a manner where it won't be destructive to both sides on there. Um, or with one side suffering a lot more than the other on. And so we kind of see that um, the humans are actually trying to take over the... Um, the so kind of what, ha- what what, what kind of happened is that... Uh, what was this island name, Dito? Aria. Aria Island. Yeah. Um, this Ari Island is actually on the human side of the gateway, while the gateway city is on the demon side. So what's happening is that um, this Aria Island is the winter region needs to get this because that way it would open trade routes to the actual winter region. So they don't have to go across land and negotiate treaties with such people as the southern region and stuff. They can just use boats to go around. And there's no way the southern region really can stop them because it's kind of... They kind of, fo- I think they follow this kind of idea of international waters type thing where no one really governs the middle of the ocean on there. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, so the Demon King actually has this excellent idea where um, she gets the Winter Army to kind of attack on there. And you see they loot, um, they build a salt bridge or an ice bridge from where their base is to the actual island on there. Um, and you actually see them losing troops. And then what kind of happens, though, is the demons who are stationed in that base on the other side, they're pretty entrenched in everything. Um, and this is where the her- hero's plan and the demon king's plan kind of come together. Because hero manages to give, or the demon king manages to give an excuse to the um, soldiers that are in the gateway world to come back to the human side they're like they're going to reinforce the win- the winter region and help them out <laughs> on there and then the this is the actually the first time i think in uh six episodes we've actually seen a major battle kind of happen i was actually expecting the whole series to be just major battles like this but this is actually the first time and they um do a ex- like i think they do a really good job to show that both sides have large casualties in in uh in this war and it just has to be done and the demon king knew this was going to happen but she's been kind of holding back on that it's like how how do you kind of feel where they took these two episodes and kind of showed us the more raw side of war and why they're trying to you know avoid more of this i'm seeing basically what they're trying to depict from this because you know we're seeing kind of a development world you know where a world of poverty and everything is relying on other places can't do things for yourself started to build up you know watching this the winter region build from nothing you know they're trying to be self-sustaining self-sufficient not relying on the bigger cities bigger so-called corporations of the world to get anything because that's not going to do anything for them besides be dependent on them so as we're seeing them fight you're seeing a fight for more stuff for themselves you know taking back this taking back the island that opens up their trades and 
you could see their determination. That's what I think is so awesome mm-hmm. about this show is that you see the determination from everyone for themselves, not for anyone else. So they're fighting for their own kingdom and vice versa too. You know, when the, the monsters are fighting too, are fighting for their land that they took, so to speak. And yeah, you're seeing heavy casualties on both sides. You get to see your flying shark men come out of, this, out of the sea and start just decimating people. And yes, flying sharks will and humanity yes <laughs> uh, so like I, i'm excited for this anime like totally different than what i was expecting but i'm loving every moment of it because it kind of you know brings an outside perspective into it on there um but tito that's actually all we have for this episode of the kita anime podcast um i just want to remind you guys if you guys thought Dito and I said something really stupid, or in the rare chance that Dito and I actually said something smart, please let us know at uh, kita at ktdata.net. On there, we love getting feedback. We love hearing what you guys have to say on there. Um, Also, if you guys aren't watching live, we always do this live, and uh, our next episode is actually March 26th, 2013, and you can actually watch that at ktdata.net slash live. Also, uh, announcements, too. Um, next week, we are going to be doing Anime Salt Lake, Anime Convention here in Utah. And we will be doing a, a special broadcast from there, yeah. too. And it's actually going to be on the Kita Anime Podcast feed. So, for all of you going like, ooh, bonus episode! We won't be actually talking about any... Uh, well, we'll be talking about anime, but we're not going to... We're kind of breaking a little bit apart from the uh, standard mold that we kind of do now. There won't be that much discussion on, well, there won't be any discussion on these animes that we're watching right now, but um, we hope you guys enjoy it. Like Dito and I, we got some pretty good plans on doing that. Um, also, keep an eye on uh, on ktdata.net and on our Facebook page, which we also have a, a new admin on there. So everybody welcome uh, Sparky to the web. I forgot what the number was after her name. 3000? Yeah. Yes, Sparky three thousand. Sparky three thousand. She's awesome. We've we've met her in real life before, and we think she's gonna bring, she, you know, she's gonna bring some really cool stuff to the page. So go say hi to her on the page if you haven't yet. Um, she's uh, our she's our AMV specialist and anime music videos, and yeah, it's she she poses some awesome things. Yeah. So go go say hi and you know make her feel welcome to the key or to the key. Yeah, she's actually watches this show so. But, you know, welcome to the uh, admin side of the family, I guess, <laughs> on there. <laughs> but, yes. well, I mean, I. <laughs> but, but make sure you guys keep an eye out on all our social media. Like Speaking of our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash ktdatanet. Um, keep an eye there. Keep an eye on ktdata.net or on Twitter at ktdata and on Google+. Um, I think, yeah, so keep an eye. We have something big coming up. Um, and you'll find out details probably by the next beginning episode. beginning of well definitely by next episode but um probably the beginning of next week so keep an eye on that um Dito, do you got anything else to uh plug while i remember what sliders what <laughs> um i have one more figure review coming up here too so for all the ones who are seen uh, here we go it's the special edition uh, uh, xl world you see some more details on this later guys Ooh! alright guys we will see you in two weeks um, thank you all for listening and Dito 
always a blast. And I'm surprised our, the time went by quick today. So always a blast to hang out and talk to anime about. We'll talk anime with you. That's the right words. <laughs> Them the right words. All right. Let's right get out. Yeah, let's get out of here before I get totally incoherent. So see you guys in two weeks. Mr. <laughs>